What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions per episode, dealing with anything and everything from prayer, the interior life, evangelization, catechesis, doctrine, dogma, relationship advice, morality, etc. The list goes on. And I will spend time with your questions, pray with them, study, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint. However, the disclaimer is this. I'm not perfect. I'm not infallible. And every now and then my advice might not be good for you. If that's the case, then I want to give you the freedom to reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow in holiness, to grow in virtue, to conform your life to Jesus Christ crucified, to think with the mind of Christ and feel with the heart of Christ. However, if my advice is helpful for you, though difficult, then I really want to encourage you to lean deeper into relationship with Jesus so that Christ can give you the grace that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship in your walk toward eternity. Uh, You can hit me up with your own questions, comments, and critiques on today's episode and past shows at AskFatherJosh at AscensionPress.com. That's AskFRJosh at AscensionPress.com. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats. Whenever you do this and whenever you share us on your social media pages, it helps other people find out about the show. If the show is a gift for you, potentially it can become a gift for others as well. Um, today's show is going to be a special themed show all about Lent. It's all about Lent. Lent literally begins tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Lent begins tomorrow. It's literally only one day away. Hey, so yeah, um, so Lent begins tomorrow with Ash Wednesday. So today's show is a special theme show all about how can we prepare for Lent. So I'm actually not answering your questions. What I'm doing is I'm going to um, give you some stories about Lent and about some practices that you might find helpful that have helped me. And then I'm going to pose questions to you to ask you what might be best for you this Lent to grow in a deeper intimacy with Jesus so that you can imitate Jesus in your thoughts, words, and actions in your walk toward Jerusalem with him and ultimately in your walk toward eternity with our God. Um, so today's show is specially all about all about Lent. And so, um, but I guess I will, before I get into the show, I mean, I can't not share glory stories. So hit the music. glory story this week. Oh man, uh, gosh, there's just, man, so many, uh, so many glory stories. I think that uh, the biggest glory story is uh, my, one of my buddies, one of my best friends from from Alabama. Uh, he came down to hang out with me this 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 past week, uh, Bo. Uh, and so um, he's a good friend. So it was uh, awesome to be able to hang out with him. Uh, every time I call him, I leave voicemails and I, I, I sing to him and Sister Miriam and a few other people. He actually never listens, though. That's that's the thing. I, I'll call him, leave a voicemail. I'm like, my bow, my bow, oh, my bow, my bow, oh. And uh, and he doesn't listen to him ever. Uh, but it's cool. I mean, I'm not mad or, or wounded or offended by it. But, yeah, anyway, so we got to have some good community time, fellowship, prayer, and just uh, hang, hanging out. And so that's that's been a great gift, been a great, great gift. And so um, 
Yeah, God's, God's been good to me. So that's my glory story is I got to see a buddy who I haven't seen in a while and have good fellowship. You know, the early church, the apostles were devoted in Acts 2.42 to prayer, to study, to breaking of the bread, but also to fellowship. And so whenever we can devote ourselves to just good, holy friendships and good, holy um, encounters of fellowship, uh, then that's always a beautiful thing. And I had um, a, a gift of some of the seminarians came by this past week as well to hang out. And it was just delightful. I'm very encouraged uh, for the future of the church. They were very edifying to just listen to their hearts and pray with them and spend time with them, have some brotherhood with them. I think the church is in good hands in the future. And so, uh, yeah, praise God for what he's doing, for what he's doing. Uh, Jesus, is he's forming a lot of a lot of holy, holy seminarians who uh, God willing would get ordained and then be holy priests and then form holy parishes. So praise you, Jesus Christ, for the good work that you are doing. Uh, but anyways, let's go ahead and get into today's show. One more thing, too, before we get into the show, uh, the book, Pocket Guided Adoration, is available now. It's available now. So uh, go cop that at assistionpress.com. Um, you can also check out amazon.com. And you can also, if you are in the Baton Rouge area, uh, come to Holy Rosary Catholic Church because we have a bunch of copies that we're selling here at our Sacred Arts and Gifts of Jesus and Mary gift shop. So, yeah, come check us out. We have that book as well as um, Broken and Blessed. Um, it's still here, too. But that's not what the show is about. The show is about Lent. And so what's the point of what's the point of our fasting and our prayer and our almsgiving during Lent? Right? It's it's it has a point. The point is that we grow in a much deeper intimacy with Jesus Christ crucified. Like that's the point. Is that we have a deeper, profound experience of entering into the cross with Jesus. Profound intimacy with our Lord. Growing in holiness. Um, and so sometimes I think we can approach Lent in immature ways, right? We can say, you know, like, I'm just going to fast from this and not even put any thought into it. And we just pick something that means nothing. Like, if, you know, I'm not going to give examples because I don't want to give an example that might be very important to you, but we've all done it in the past, potentially, where we just give up something that we're not going to feel. And it doesn't really affect us. Like the point of fasting is fasting is supposed to affect us in such a way that we feel it. And so because we feel it, we're drawn to invite Jesus into it. Like So whenever we fast from food, the hunger that we experience from denying ourselves food, it, it draws us to then invite Jesus. So we, anytime we fast, we're supposed to pray more. And so we feel that void, that hunger, that longing, that ache with God. So we already have consistent time that we hopefully are spending with Jesus. But when we fast, we're doing it so we can even spend more time with Jesus. Because whenever we spend more time with Jesus, we become like the one that we spend time with, who we spend time with. And so if I spend more time with Jesus, then I'm going to begin to abide deeper in relationship with God, with the Christ. I'm going to be drawn to adoration. And if I am drawn to adoration, adoration leads to imitation. Imitation of God in my thoughts, and my words, and my actions. So literally, Jesus is thinking in me and speaking in me and acting in me. Now, there's that corny bracelet that some of y'all might actually be wearing right now, the WWJD. That thing is so corny. Um, it should be WIJD. What is Jesus doing? Not, not what would Jesus do? What is he doing? Because you and I, we are the body of Christ. My senior Esif used to always say that. He would say, who are you? Who are you? You are 
the body of Jesus. You are the body of Jesus Christ. So how does Jesus Christ want to think, speak, and act in me today? Well, he's going to be better able to think, speak, and act in me if I am actually spending more time with him, more time than I already am, right? So Lent is that season where we give him even more. And then when we find out if that which we've done during Lent really worked and has helped me, then even after Lent, hopefully we've developed a habit that we can continue to practice in moderation with some modifications outside of the Lenten season as well. And then if that practice at some point in our walk toward eternity doesn't work anymore, then we're free to stop and to try something new. It's just like prayer. There's going to be different seasons where we're drawn to different forms of prayer. And we should be open to the Lord's Holy Spirit inviting us to something new every now and then, right? So in the past, I may have been drawn to to praise and worship all the time. And then I was drawn to silent adoration. And then I was drawn to a lot of meditation with Lexio Divina and the scriptures and the rosary. There's going to be different seasons where we're drawn more to meditation and or when we're drawn to more contemplation, where we're drawn to speaking a lot and where we're drawn to entering into the silence, different seasons. And so we need to be open to to that with prayer and also open to that with the Lenten practices and penances that we engage in. And we should also just have this disclaimer when it comes to Lent. That which I choose to do during Lent is my choice, right? It's, it's not what other people think I should do or want me. It's, it's, it's my choice that I discern with God. However, if I am not flawless in my execution of my Lenten practices, that's not a sin, it's not a sin. God gave us 10 commandments, not 10,000 commandments. Okay, so um, if your Lenten penance practice isn't one of the commandments, then you're good. All right, so don't condemn yourself and don't let the enemy condemn you. Anytime we enter into the Lenten season, we're entering into spiritual warfare. We're going into the desert. And in the desert, Jesus Christ was tempted by Satan. Right? So the, the devil is going to be extra like hard on us. He's going to be on our tails extra this Lenten season. And so expect the spiritual warfare to be amped up and specifically expect him to lie to you. Expect him to condemn you. Expect him to discourage you. Don't talk to the snake. Don't listen to the snake. Don't do it. Don't do it. Whenever you experience the problems during that, when you experience the struggles, don't imitate Eve. Act like Mary and go to Jesus. Like she did at the wedding in Canada, she went straight to Jesus. She said, Jesus, here's the problem. You fix it. Fix it, Jesus. My Jesus can. There's a gospel song. My nephew Kyrie used to sing with my daddy. Um, and yeah, I still call my dad my daddy. Don't be judging me. And so, and I call my mom, mama. Yeah, mama and daddy. Yeah. So, um, so my nephew Kyrie and my, he's my godson. Him and AJ are my godsons. Um, he, whenever he was, it was so cute. It's really, really cute. He's 12 now, so he won't think this is cute anymore. But when he was like four or five, my dad loves gospel music. So my dad always plays gospel music in the car, and uh. And it was called, my Jesus can fix it, all fix it. Oh, man. And it, Kyrie used to be singing, jamming out to that. I need to find that video on my cell phone and put it on social media. Because um, I ain't fasting from social media this Lent. But, um, but yeah, no, so great. But anyway, so we, we need to be aware that, like, look, if I'm not flawless, like, God is patient and God is kind and God is gentle and God delights in me. And the fact that I just... I want to do something for him. It consoles his heart. So we we need to make sure that we place ourselves under the posture and the disposition of the gaze of the Father's authentic love and not the enemy's voice during this Lenten season. So what, what practices have been helpful for me? 
uh, I'm going to share some with you. And, and then just to give you some like ideas of what could be potentially good for you. Uh, whenever we enter into Lent, we don't fast from sin. I think there's a, a, a misunderstanding that Lent's a time of the year where I, I decide I'm not going to sin anymore. Like we shouldn't sin ever. Like sin is never good. Uh, so we're going to fall, but like we should try to fast from sinning all the time. Lent is a season of the year where we fast from good things, something good so that I can feel it, like with food, I can feel it. And because I'm feeling the pain, I'm feeling the hunger, I'm feeling the longing of that which is good, I replace it with more time for the greatest good, for Jesus, for my Father, for His Holy Spirit. I, re- I replace it for more time with heaven, heaven on earth. All right, so for me, um, one of the penances I got in the Sacrament of Reconciliation a while back that I then applied to Lent one year, was the priest who he hangs out with me a lot. So maybe he did this because he was trying to like just take care of himself and he didn't feel like listening to me. But he was like, yo, for your penance, I want you to fast from singing for a whole day. Oh, that talk about a difficult penance. That was so hard. That was so hard to not sing. You know, y'all know I love to sing, right? I sing all the time, right? Singing is just my, it's my love language. You got to wake up singing. I'm in the shower singing. Like when I'm in the shower, I'm in a concert. I'm like Luther Vandross. Here and now, boom. I promise to something, something, something. So um, it was so hard. That was such a difficult penance. And so, um, but because it was so difficult, I did apply it for Lent. And then after Lent, I do still apply it every now and then to my life, just whenever I realize that I need more time with Jesus. And so we all should have some time that we are already committed to spending with God during the day. But Lent is more. We need more time with God so we can be like Jesus, who was resolutely determined to walk toward Jerusalem, so that we too can be resolutely determined to walk toward eternity, to walk toward salvation with Christ, to walk toward heaven while we are on earth. Um, so uh, Lent is that time of the year where we deny that good thing. And so yeah, for me, whenever I deny music, oh, wow, woo, um, it was hard. But it was also beautiful because I kept inviting God into that space. And so I had more time with God. The more time we spend with God, the more we become like God, the more he rubs off on us, the more I begin to think, speak, and act like God. I begin to abide deeper in relationship with God. I respond to the situations that I'm going to face that day with God. Whenever someone persecutes me, I'm going to respond the way Jesus responded. Because again, it's not what would Jesus do, but it's what is Jesus doing in me right now. I will allow Jesus to respond to insults, to misunderstandings, to persecutions, to humiliations, to rejections, to betrayals, to abandonment, to attacks, to insults. I will allow Jesus Christ to respond in me because I'm spending so much time with the Lord, we become like those we hang out with. So if we hang out with God, we become more like him. Whenever we spend time with God, we're drawn to, to, to imitate him and, and enter into adoration and adoration of the Father. And whenever I experience adoration, adoration leads to imitation in my thoughts, words, and actions. And I pour myself out like Philippians chapter 2. I empty myself for love of God and for love of neighbor. That's where almsgiving happens. I'm emptying myself because God is doing it in me. It's his grace that I'm abiding in. So beautiful. And so think about a penance, a fast, that will actually affect you, that you're going to notice, that you're going to feel, and that can not be easily replaced by another lesser good, but that can be 
a point of encounter with the greatest good with God. Another penance that I've uh, engaged in in the past is the penance of uh, of not hitting the snooze button when I wake up. Oh, that y'all, that that's that's hard. That is so because it's it's a hidden battle. Like it's one like so like so in the past I've given alcohol for Lent and you know I'm going out and people are like oh you, you, what can I get you to drink and I'm like uh, I'm, I'm fasting right they're like oh you're so holy but ain't nobody saying you holy if you if you not hit your snooze button don't nobody notice that so it's it's a great penance because it's just an intimate penance between he and I only God knows about it right so I choose to not hit the snooze button. That means the second the alarm goes off, I get up out of my bed, I hit the floor, get on my knees, and begin to pray to God right there. God, I'm giving you my tired, my weak, my exhausted prayer right here. You're getting the first, God. You're not going to get the last today. You're going to get my first. You're going to get the best. You're getting the first fruits, Jesus. Um, so that was another penance that it was helpful, and it was also a hidden penance. Another one um, in the past was uh, uh, fasting from social media. Um, and so uh, how many of us have ever, like, gone on Facebook just to check the notification or we got like the, the reminder that somebody sent us a message or did something on Instagram or Twitter and we go to check that out. And then all of a sudden we start scrolling and what should have been like 60 seconds became 60 minutes. That was me doing like the tick tick from the 60 minutes TV show. Uh, but yeah, it becomes like a long time. Uh, and so we waste time that could have been spent with God, that could have been spent growing and prioritizing God more so that we can share God's grace with our brothers and sisters more. But instead, we just wasted it. Or we're on YouTube and we go to watch one video and then all of a sudden we see like the sidebar of like other videos. We're like, oh, that looks interesting. I'm gonna watch that video too right quick. And then all of a sudden we waste time. So like, what is something I'm gonna feel? What's something that will affect me? Um, and like, so like for me, t- TV is not an, um, it's not something I have to watch. You know, I could, I could literally uh, go without watching television ever again in my life. And so if I were to say, oh, I'm going to give up TV, that ain't going to affect me. I could go without candy, right? Candy is not something that I long for, right? I have, like, I, I could, so if I gave up candy, I would not be drawn to more time with Jesus, and then I would not give more alms because I, I'm, I'm not denying something that's actually going to affect me. So what's going to affect me? What's going to remind me of what I'm missing? Something that I, um, I like, something that's good for me. That if I denied it, I would feel it, and that feeling would then draw me to more time of prayer with God. Like, that's what we give up during the Lenten season. So fasting is what we should focus on. What am I going to fast from so that I can have more time with him? And by having more time with him, I will imitate him better in emptying myself and pouring myself out. Pour myself out for love of God and, and for love of neighbors. So uh, I want to invite you to, to, to ponder right now, like, what fasting, what penance that I've engaged in in the past, what practice has actually been very helpful that I can remember? And if, and if I can't recall of any, then think in the present moment, what's a good thing that I currently enjoy? What is it that you enjoy a lot that's good? That if you denied it, you would feel it. And it could be an opportunity for encounter with God, with Jesus. Think about that. And then write that down. Like, this is what I'm going to spend time with God in prayer today. Today is Tuesday. You have one more day before Ash Wednesday to discern. And then I'm just going to make the choice. So, like, if I don't have any clarity to discern, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to practice it for a few weeks in Lent. And if it bears fruit, if it draws me to more prayer, I'm going to keep it up. And if it doesn't, then I'm open to changing and doing something new. I don't got to stick to it. It's not a commandment. All right? Um, so what is it? What thing can I fast from? 
And who can hold me accountable to that fasting? Who's somebody that I can be vulnerable with and, and let them know how I'm doing, who can check on me? No person is an island. So who's someone that can check on me to ask me, have you been faithful to your fasting? And reach out to that first person also before Ash Wednesday and ask that person if they will call you or text you or email you or take you out to coffee or, or whatever just to check on you. And then think about prayer. Whenever I'm fasting from whatever it is I'm fasting from, I'm fasting for a relationship with Jesus so I can, again, imitate him and resolutely be determined in my walk toward eternity as he was resolutely determined to walk toward Jerusalem. So what prayer, what types of prayer am I going to replace that with, engage in, instead of that which I'm fasting from? So come up with like a list of different things that have been helpful for you in the past. And if you don't know what has been helpful for you in the past, then come up with things that you are going to intentionally replace that good with. Is it going to be Lexio Divina with sacred scripture? Again, Lexio Divina is where we read the passage. We meditate on it. Reading is it, what is it saying of itself? Meditation is what is it saying to me? Prayer is a conversation with God. Contemplation is sitting with God. Resolution is coming up with a concrete action based on our time, reading, meditating, praying, and contemplating with God. Whenever I am reading the scripture, if I want to avoid distractions, I'm going to read it out loud. When I meditate, I'm going to focus on what it says to me out loud. When I pray, I'm going to talk out loud. I'm by myself. Uh, if other people are around me, I'm going to write it out. Like that way I can focus more. Am I going to turn to the recitation of the rosary? Remember the, the one prayer Mary asks us to pray over and over again every time she appears is the rosary. Is that the prayer I'm going to turn to this Lenten season? Am I going to listen to my mother? Am I going to honor my mother? My mother, remember, we are the body of Jesus Christ, therefore Mary's our mom. Am I going to listen to her and pray the rosary? Um, is it going to be listening to gospel music this Lent, right? or praise music, or Gregorian chant? Like, what am I going to listen to that's going to draw me to prayer? Am I going to enter into long periods of silence? Am I going to have spontaneous conversation with God during that time? Like, what am I going to do whenever I deny myself that thing that I really like, that good, so that I can engage in relationship with my greatest good? And then from that prayer will lead us to acts of almsgiving, pouring ourselves out for the poor, for those who are in need, for the body of Christ in our midst, right? So yeah, that's, that's what Lent's about. So uh, I pray that this Lenten season is a gift for you and your relationship with God so that it can be a gift for everyone else in your community. So let me give you a blessing as we enter into this Lenten season together, as we accompany each other, as we are determined and resolutely determined to walk toward Jerusalem on earth and walk toward eternity with God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with his kindness and fill you with his peace. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Oh, and just one thing. Whenever you, whenever you fast from stuff, don't fast from my podcast now. <laughs> you can, if you're going to fast from podcasts, fast from everybody else, but don't fast from mine. All right? <laughs> don't leave me. Don't leave me alone.